after the meeting of the Finance Committee, Monday, February 10th, 2020, and staff will call the roll. Uh, Alder Bedard? Present. Alder Furman? Present. Alder Kimball? Here. Alder Harrington McKinney? Present. Alder Moreland? Here. Alder Verveer? Here. Mayor Rhodes Conway? Present. Uh, you have quorum. Thank you. All right. So we'll start with the consent agenda. Are there items that Alders wish to have removed from the consent agenda today? Item number two. Alder Verveer? Thank you. I had questions on item two and then also. Five and eleven, please. Five and eleven. Item number three. Item number three. Any other items? So what we have right now um, for discussion are items two, three, five, and eleven. Any additional items that others wish removed from the consent agenda? Good. Right now. Okay. Alder Bedar. The consent agenda. I second that. Moved and seconded to adopt with recommendations items 1, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 12. Alder Rivera. Thank you, Mayor. Again, just for the record, just to confirm that the motion would include placing on file without prejudice item 4. That's correct. Thank you. Any further questions or discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor, aye. 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 Any opposed, no? The consent agenda is passed. Which brings us to item number two. Alder Bedar. I'll move adoption with the two additional beach resolved clauses recommended by the Transportation Policy and Planning Board. Second. Moved and seconded to adopt with two additional clauses. And are there questions? Alder Revere. Thank you. I just had one real simple question, Mayor, and that is if we could be a little more specific in the fiscal notice to what this specific Metro Transit Network structure study might be estimated to cost. I don't know if, Mike, you're the one to answer that question. Sure. So um, I'm not in entirely sure how much money. I know that a million dollars was initially budgeted for this, and then it was reduced, my understanding, is to 500000 We have a note in the proposed RFP that the, the study is anticipated to cost between 300000 and 500000 Thank you. Oh, the Bedar. That's very helpful. L Laura, could... Could you please clarify the conversation that we just had about um, this exact topic? <laughs> yeah, um, I am bringing up the uh, budget amount for this. So um, the amount that is uh, referenced in the fiscal note is the entire um, appropriated amount for, for BRT um, in 2020. Um, and, and Mike is correct, and I was initially mistaken. The of the four million dollars that's authorized for 2020, it's anticipated um, that half a million of that funding will be for this study. Um, 
was in your recommendation that um, we could add a beach resolve clause that says that the study is estimated to cost $500,000. Yep. That would be great. Thank you. Other questions for staff? Of course. Alder Harrington McKinney. Thank you. Um, in the first, second, the third paragraph um, where it says that um, whereas the scope of the work for the project will include an evaluation of several transit network alternatives, and it talks about that outreach. Is it still focusing on the first phase? It's not going to be um, going westward. It's still focusing on phase one. Um, so the, the consultant is supposed to assume that phase one BRT is, is in place and that the rest of the network will be designed around that. They are supposed to incorporate the, the understanding that phase two will be implemented in the near future. And so what that might mean is that they that they they'll set up the network with, you know, a route that that goes in, along the north south corridor that could be converted to BRT. Um, uh, we'll we sort of give that to them and, and we'll have them them deal with it. But they're supposed to under, that understand that that's that's the next phase. And so whatever network comes out needs to have an understanding of how the BRT phase two will, will fit into there. But the, the initial, um, yeah, the, the, main, the main function is to design around phase one with phase two in the, in the headlights, so to speak. Thank you. Other questions for staff? Other for staff? So I would like to make an amendment to the motion to add a final beach resolve clause that the study is estimated to cost $500,000. Second. Is there any objection to the body to considering that firmly to the main motion? Seeing none, we'll consider that as part of the main motion. Seeing no other questions for staff, is there additional discussion? none all right so the underlying motion which we'll be voting on is to include the two be it resolved clauses from TPVB and an additional be it resolved clause that Alder Bedar just read any questions on the motion right. seeing none all in favor aye. aye aye any opposed no ayes have it that item is adopted thank you all right that will bring us to item number three Alder Bedar Move adoption. Second. Move and seconded to adopt. Alder Revere. Oh, I'm sorry, Alder Furman. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I just had some questions about uh, for staff on um, uh, kind of expectations. I know this is until uh, the end of uh, December 31st, but wanted to better understand um, uh, when possibly we would be able to bring more of this work uh, internally into the city, um, opposed to continuing to use uh, consultant. Uh, thank you, Alder. The resolution before you this afternoon is to retain uh, George Austin, ABA Civic Enterprises, to continue work on the Judge Doyle project, and specifically uh, two projects that he would work on this year is concluding the work with Stonehouse Development on their project for Block 88, and then uh, continue negotiations uh, with Beitler and their potential hotelier, for the hotel project on Block 105. The, really, the thought process 
behind extending this contract for the balance of this year is the fact that uh, we're currently uh, down a manager of the city's Office of Real Estate Services uh, with, with Matt's promotion to the director position. Um, at the same time, this year we have a couple other significant real estate projects, uh, possible uh, bus facility acquisition at Oscar Meyer, the Truman Olson property, and, and a couple of others. So our, our thinking is by retaining George for the balance of this year, uh, we can have him uh, really be sort of the, the team lead on this project here, allowing us to focus more of our efforts on some of those other projects with the goal that once we have uh, that manager position filled, uh, which will be by the end of the year, uh, that uh, we'll be able to transfer more of those uh, responsibilities internally. I appreciate that explanation. Thank you. Other questions for staff on this? All right, seeing none. Uh, we have a motion on the table? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so then is there any discussion? Seeing none, all in favor, aye. Aye. Any opposed, no? The ayes have it. That item is adopted. And on to item number five, Alder Ridar. Move approval. And second. Moved and seconded now, Alder Ridar. <laughs> Thank you, Mayor. Yes, I have a quick question for Eric, please. Eric. Hello. Hanging out. You probably assume this would be on the consent agenda. I, my my question is that I had heard a rumor that um, CrossFit Games was not bringing back the barge this year or in the future because Reebok had dropped their sponsorship and they were the main sponsor of the the exercise barge. I don't know if you want to confirm that or not. But so could you remind me if, if the barge is not going to be utilized? Can you remind us what other Activities are used at the Olin boat launch by the CrossFit Games um, and we have competitions and yeah, certainly and the barge um, I cannot confirm that there won't be a barge uh, I know there's been ongoing conversations around that issue of sponsorship with the CrossFit Games I've not heard of a final resolution uh, You know, we're not a party to that uh, That or even regulating the barge itself on the water. That's a Dane County regulatory framework uh, but they the the closure Agreement really doesn't um, isn't really impacted by the barge. The barge mostly goes in and out as a normal boat would. Uh, takes a little longer. The closure agreement is related to the activities, event-related activities for the CrossFit that occur in the water at the launch location. So swimming events um, mostly, uh, speed swimming. Um, they they do some sprint swims. They do some distance swim, not like Ironman distance swim, but out of uh, out of this area. Uh, it does allow for them to put, we encourage them to put the barge in during this time, but they could put the barge in or out without it. And so it's really the closure is for the safety and welfare of the people, participants, and the drivers operating boat trailers to not create a conflict uh, when they're doing things on the ramp that involve more people in places where you wouldn't normally find a person uh, on a boat launch. Um, we've found that with the volume of people they have, that's higher than uh, the half Ironman, we do a partial closure, so two two slips are closed, two are open, and that works pretty well. In this case, we feel that again with the volume of people, it's it's too many uh, to not close it. Uh, so it's really about the activities for the events. 
We had a conversation last year with the Park Commission about reducing the closures here by having them move to the pool for one day to do some of the swimming. Uh, the commission chose to recommend against closing the pool for public access for the day and instead uh, focusing here. And it's somewhat logical, I think. I don't want to go into all of it, but the commission pointed out, and it's fair, there's one pool, public pool. There are multiple public boat launches. Uh, and so we felt the balancing act of promoting this really good event this is a better trade-off for opportunity, an opportunity cost. Because that's they, they continue to look for other pools as well, potentially, because there are certain things they do in the water they'd prefer to do in a pool. Uh, but I don't think they've been successful yet. We encourage them to continue to look at other private venues for that portion, because we don't love the closure. It impacts our uh, boat launch users, but it's certainly a, a reasonable uh, compromise, I think. And they do keep the timing very tight, uh, as tight as they can with the event. If you see, if you see in the agreement, they open by noon two of the days on the weekend. So afternoon boaters can still get in and out. And then on the, the weekdays, they're out by 2 p.m. The, 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 across the four days. Thanks for the clarification. So bottom line is whether or not the barge repeats or not has no impact on the agreement as it's before us this afternoon. Not on the cost or their legal rights. I think there is a potential that if the barge weren't going in, since they have used this agreement time to put it in before, mm -hmm. if it were not to go in, there may be one day they don't close it, uh, which they don't have an interest in closing, they don't need to, if they can smash the events together in another three days. That wouldn't, for this body, change the, the price they're paying or anything like that. They're locked into the amount, no matter how much of that time frame they use. Thanks again. Other questions for staff? Seeing none, it's been moved and seconded. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all in favor, aye. 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 Any opposed, no? The ayes have it. Item recommended, which brings us to item number 11, Alder Bedar. Move approval. Second. Moved and seconded to approve. Questions for staff? Alder Revere. Thank you, Mayor. And thanks, Lynette and Jim, for hanging out. You probably hope this, too, was on the consent agenda. Uh, I just wanted to give you the opportunity. I think we're all used to the annual action plans that are required by HUD, but the five-year plan, we don't obviously talk about as much. Uh, I was just wondering if you wanted to share any highlights and, and differences. Obviously, there was an executive summary that I'm sure we all were able to read, if not the whole 100-page-plus plan. But, but were there any highlights that you wanted to, to share with us at this time and changes from the existing yep. consolidated plan? Thank you. All right, so just a review for um, individuals that don't know about our consolidated plan. So every five years, we have to do a needs assessment of our community um, to tell HUD kind of you know what's going on in our community for us to continue to receive those federal funds. Um, it's our community development block grant funds, our home funds, and then our emergency solution grant funds um, that kind of run through this plan. Um, so we did a lot of uh, public participation we did surveys, we did um, some focus groups, we did a very interactive bean poll um, with residents where um, we found it very interesting for staff to be out to actually talk about some of the stuff that Community Devel Development Division does. Um, so it was very interesting getting that feedback. So um, for the most part, we are going to continue to fund similar services than we have in the past. 
We have a goal of you know, ensuring that we have affordable housing. We have small business assistance that we fund with our CDBG funds, and then making sure we have strong and healthy neighborhoods through funding neighborhood centers, neighborhood revitalization plans, and activities that come out of there. I would want to highlight the um, one thing that we are adding to this five-year plan is what's called tenant-based rental assistance. Um, we have not funded that previously, and through our interactions with the community and talking with community partners, um, we found that that would be something that is a, a unique opportunity for us to use home funds in order to help subsidize people's rent. So what tenant-based rental assistance is, very similar to um, a voucher program, like our Section 8 program, where individuals um, get a voucher from us, and they only have to pay 30% of their income towards their rent. So it's a new program that we're gonna be um, kind of launching in 2021. That's the main highlight and the difference. Thank you, and then I noted in the legislative history that there were only minor changes in between the period, the several month period that CDBG saw it, or were those really like super minor and they aren't worth calling out, would you say, Lynette? Yeah, um, so the plan was posted for about uh, 60 days for us to get public input. Um, we got very little public input um, throughout the process, um, but the only minor change that we made to the plan from when it was originally posted um, to now is actually um, changing terminology of our goals. So through Results Madison and work with the Finance Department, we're really looking at how we kind of phrase what we're doing so it's very clear and transparent. So instead of saying we just um, have a blank or a big goal of affordable housing, um, our goal in that area now is really about housing development and financing. So kind of talking about how we're, um, you know, so how that money goes out the door. Um, so we used to have a goal of economic opportunity or economic development, we now are changing that goal to small business assistance. So much more clear in what we're funding for those things. You should add something, Jim. Just that word, we're um, bringing those into better alignment with the, um, the new services that we're using under the Results Madison framework. I see. Very good. Okay, thank you both. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, with the um, tenant-based rental assistance, I have two questions. Does that, um, first question is, is that you said you had very low um, public input. What did that look like? And, you know, could you say a little bit more about that? So we had a lot of public input before we wrote the plan. So we do citizen participation before we um, wrote the plan, and that was very robust. So getting that input in um, to kind of, you know, write our plan, I want to say um, we thought we had a healthy return on surveys and people coming to our focus groups. It's the um, public comment after we post the plan. So we hold two public hearings, um, which nobody came to. Um, and then we, um, you know, allow people to send in written comments as well. Um, we did receive one set of written comments, um, just more questions. Um, so we actually created a um, PowerPoint and then we took the show on the road um, of talking about um, our consolidated plan to various groups like the um, 
Affordable Housing Action Alliance group. Um, we went to um, you know, some um, homeless services consortium subgroups um, to kind of talk about the plan. So it wasn't that, I'm just kind of saying we didn't get any official public comments, um, but we went out to the community to talk about um, this plan. Um, we also worked a lot with our planning department um, to get input through Imagine Madison. Um, we kind of overlapped a little bit when we started working on this at the same time that Imagine Madison was out getting feedback from the community as well. So we um, kind of relied on our partners down in planning to provide us input. circle that and then I'll get back to yep. my second question. Um, is there any um, eviction assistance when you're talking about voucher? I, I get that, but is there any opportunity? Have you looked at this eviction assistance? Because there's a there's a, a, a lot coming up related to that. Yep. So in, for eviction assistance, um, right now we, we fund two things. We fund Tenant Resource Center. We give them over about 150000 a year. Um, we also fund legal action. Um, in their eviction defense um, project and ensuring that there is a lawyer um, representing everybody who goes into eviction court. Um, so we're already funding those programs and through conversations, um, we'll continue to look at um, those performance measures of those programs that we fund and see how um, they, if, if we need to expand um, that kind of stuff. This, this year, um, especially looking at um, homeless and looking at prevention, um, we are partnering with United Way um, and the county to really do a gaps analysis on all of the surveys in that kind of, or all of the services in that kind of goal area and seeing where we have um, gaps in the system. My final question is that, um, especially in the area of uh, eviction, could you share or, or make available what the stats are looking at? Because that would be interesting what the, those numbers, have they increased over time or where they are saturated? So to get a better idea of where we stand mm -hmm. with funding for that. Yep. Thank you. Other questions for staff? All right, seeing none, it's been moved and seconded. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all in favor, aye. 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 Any opposed, no? I have it. That item is recommended. Alder Moreland. I move to adjourn. Second. Moved and seconded to adjourn. All in favor, aye. Aye. Any opposed, no? We are adjourned. <laughs>